it's working. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's myself, Glenn, myself, Stevan Bubalo. I'm here with uh, the ever youthful Glenn ah. Higgs. <laughs> hey, let's see if the laughter, the applause. Let's see if that works. Bit of laughter in there as well. It's Monday night, which of course means Monday night news with, uh, again, Glenn Higgs, Stevan Bubalo. We're coming to you guys. We're a little bit early. We're just waiting for uh, the audience to build up. While we're mm -hmm. waiting, guys, just want to say happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Glenn, you're a father. How was your day yesterday? Oh, look, a uh, magnificent day. Uh, breakfast in bed, coffee, um, bit dusty. Had yeah. some people over the night before. <laughs> so it was a great way to start. Down the beautiful North Curl Curl. Um, a lot of people down there don't like me promoting it. It's it too crowded, they reckon, but that was great. Uh, then back home for a barbecue. So beautiful, perfect, perfect Sunday. Great way to great way to spend it, huh? Yourself, Steph. Yeah, it's very good. Blessed with three beautiful kids. Um, and yeah, just had a good day. Everyone, everyone had a good time. We went out and visited my dad, my mum and dad later, and had a barbecue there. So you know, life's good. You know what? You, you know you're you're a, a rich man. A rich man's a man with good family. So I, look, that's very true, mate. You couldn't be said better. Um, we've rehearsed that all day. All so, day we've been working yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. But look, guys, it, it's hitting eight o'clock, and uh, tonight we've got a great topic for everybody out there. Um, hopefully there is some content here for everybody. We're, we're trying not to focus just on the northern beaches this evening. We're trying to go out to a, a broader audience. Um, we've got a. We've been told a. We're a digital agency. Yeah, worldwide audience. We're a media agency. Worldwide. worldwide. Well, look, most of our most of our conversation will come around New South Wales, um, but tonight we're going to be talking about land, um, and more specifically buying a block of land. Uh, some of the steps involved in building, as agents, we don't generally look after the building phase of property, but we can help uh, with a few questions there. So, guys, any questions? If you've got anything, just jump in, shoot a comment to us. Um, Alessia, thank you uh, for watching. And um, guys, any questions, just, just throw them through. Yeah, we'll, we'll answer them for you. Well, but Glenn, let's start. Land. You know, well, Australia uh, has been so successful. People have gone out and, uh, you know, put a bit of rope around some dirt and called that their own <laughs> and, and started to build. In the later years now, developers do that, uh, rezone it or do what they need to do. Uh, to make that land into a residential site yep. and then people build homes there. Yep. With uh, the current situation, the government wants people to build. It's been a success story. You know, you, you get a plumber who buys materials, who buys food, you know, it's trickled down economics um, at its best. So they're, they're giving money to people that want to go out and um, you know, build yeah, a new home, home yep. or contract someone to build a new home yep. for them. Yep. And there's some great incentives. Uh, jump online, check them out. Do vary a little bit uh, state to state. Um, so we're not going to talk about that too much tonight, but we're going to get a little bit of an insight what to look for yes. from the man who sold 30 blocks <laughs> in Warrywood. Uh, and they were so happy they named the street after it. Yeah, pretty lucky there. And look, a lot of a lot to learn from that process. So we're going to share all of that with you guys firsthand. Um, Glenn, how important also with the whole situation COVID to have that building a building sector performing, like you just said, economically, how it just trickles down to so many. Well, different, you different know, the levels. government's obviously earmarked it 
is uh, we're talking about building, it's a bit cliche, but a building block behind the economy. Um, so they're going to put uh, some money behind it and, you know, give families the opportunity uh, to get into a home. Now, a lot of these incentives don't really work on the northern beaches because of our land price. Yeah. So what we're even finding, uh, the unit I sold in this block, they've taken advantage of that. They've moved a little bit further west. I was talking to CC from Global uh, Real Estate Property Specialists. Um, they're selling blocks and turnkey projects up in Greta, which is near Hunter Valley, Hunter Valley near uh, Cessnock, Cessnock, Maitland, um, and Mate, some amazing yeah, sorry, deals up there, you know, 600,000 uh, dual That's key. a land and house, that's everything. Yeah. House on a block of land. Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about it before on uh, Novak News, people looking for sea or tree changes, yeah. get out of Sydney, work remote, work to task, not to time. Um, all these options are popping up. Okay. But Steph, what's the, what should you consider when buying a block of land? Look, I think obviously budget's a big thing. So know your budget. You've got to be smart about what it is. Um, that One, what's the land going to cost you? And two, what's the build going to cost you? A lot of people have big dreams. You go into these home builders and of course, everything they're showing you is is, is the best of the range. But you've got to work to a budget first, first and foremost. Um, if it's an area you're not maybe aware of is go out and, and look at some of the homes that are on the market reselling, just to give you an idea on, on market value for those style of properties. Um, but generally, look, I think if I'm a buyer and I want to buy a block of land and I'm going to go through the process of building a home, I'd also like to know that once I've got that key in hand, I might even have a little bit of key, a little bit of cream, sorry, in the value of my home. So hopefully I've come in a little bit under market value and could help me refinance maybe yeah. once I'm finished with the build. Yeah, well, but, you, you um, want you want to be sort of paid for your blood, sweat, yeah, and tears. Absolutely. You know, for going through it's it. It's a family home. It's a family home. You'll, yeah. you'll be there for a while. But um, yeah, look, a lot, a lot of things to look at and, and um, let's jump in. So yep. what about DA, non-DA sites? What does that mean? Yep. So a DA uh, stands for development application. Oh, sorry, a, um, a DA is a development application. If it's, if it's in DA, that means that, and sorry, I'll take it back a step. If you're looking at buying into a brand new estate, there might be 30, 50, 80, 100 blocks in some of these estates. Um, Pre-DA means that the entire project has yet to be finalised through council. So um, that's one thing. Post-DA means that obviously, or DA approved site means that council has approved and said, yes, they're the blocks that you're going to be getting. They're the block sizes. There's the exact positioning, the roads. Everything's 100% guaranteed um, with the DA once it's approved. Now, you would think to yourself, why would anybody buy a property pre-DA? It's the same as an off-the-plan apartment. Generally, a developer will be offering you a better price to jump in early. Um, they need those, those pre-sales to meet certain criteria for building the project. So um, that's one benefit of jumping in, but just be mindful that certain things can change from pre-DA to an actual DA-approved property. Yeah, it's that, that old adage in life, risk and reward. Yeah, you know, you take though. a little bit more risk, you might get a greater Yep, uh, reward. reward. And that's a good way to put it, Glenn, 100%. So that's yeah. the difference kind of pre-DA and post-DA. And, and finance, how does that work? So finance, again, ties in with that. If you're buying a property pre-DA, you or, or even at the early stages of a release, and this, this again, is relevant to an off-the-plan apartment or a home or whatever you're buying, um, you, will, you will need to be obviously having your finance approved to sign the contract. The bank will want to see that you can service 
the purchase of the land. But if this may be an 18-month project or a six-month project, you will be reassessed again at the end of the project to make sure you oh, okay. meet the criteria. And with certain factors going on, sometimes that can change. So you want to make sure that if you are signing in the earlier stages, don't change your employment. You know, you don't want to don't want to increase your spending drastically because you're going to have to remeet that criteria um, as that block's ready for you to buy or that house or, or townhouse, whatever okay. is ready okay. for you. Yeah. And and the term register the land because all these things come up. You know, like uh, I think I've sold apartments in DY for three families. The uh, they're actually going at Box Hill Way. Yeah. You know, and and they ask me, oh, they yet to register yeah, the land. What's the register? What does that mean? And you know, obviously they ask these questions, possibly of their solicitor. Um, but you know, he's only dealing uh, with you know the transaction, the exchange, or the settlement. You yeah. know, he's he's not there necessarily all the time to deal with. Oh, I don't know this term. I don't know that term. So, what what do they mean by? Uh, registered versus um, unregistered yeah so um, the developer might be out there building the land it looks like it's all finished it has to go through a final process called registration and this is the process where the property will actually be going through the wheels of the lands and titles office and and it's at this point that it's going to be given a street number so it's gone from a giant piece of dirt to number four Jones Street and now it's technically got a got a PO box like post office address um, as for Jones Street. So once it's registered, that is technically now identified as its own block of block of land, its own address in the, in, in the world um, that we live in. Um, so pre-registered simply means that it just hasn't gone through the process of, of, of being finalised through the Lands and Titles Office. But to be honest with you, all it really is is the legal process of giving your street address to your block of land um, and saying your block of land now exists, you know, in the real world. Okay, so... Like a lot of people, you know, they, they come from a unit and they go buy a block of land yep. and they think, well, I'm just, you know, I'm king of my castle. Um, I'm going to build from the gutter to the back <laughs> fence and to the other fence. Like, nah. where do we find where we can build and what we can build? And Yeah. Because so, I own the land, mate. Yeah, I bought the land. I want to build as big a house as I can. And, and I'm glad you asked me, because I've got a printout. Oh. So from a project we've just completed, you want to know what your setbacks are. So these are called your setbacks, front, rear, um, and side setbacks. They vary from your ground floor to your first floor as well. So you may want to ask a developer if he's got a plan like this. And this is called a building envelope plan. And essentially what it does is it's going to outline the block, and then it's going to show you within that the, um, the homes that can be built on that block as well. Now, this is important for a few things. One is the setbacks can vary. So even though the suburb might have certain rules, the development within the suburb could have its own rules as well. And this is vital when you're speaking to a builder because they're gonna to wanna to know, okay, does our home, does our plane fit on the land that you want? So um, very key to ask those questions, but um, your setbacks, one, you can go to council and ask them. But if you are going to council, just make sure you check with them that, hey, does this specific block that I'm looking at have its own unique rules or does it fall under the umbrella of the entire suburb or that area within the suburb? Because they can change, they can change. And, and when you go to council, if you want something a little bit different, yep. you always take cash, is that right? Does <laughs> that still it. work? 
I think so. <laughs> didn't work. Didn't work here. I'll say that. It might work in some parts, and uh, yeah. yeah, you just just take cash. It's not a check or anything that can be traced. Whenever you you're dealing with counsel and you want something a little bit, always take the cash. Always cash. Cash okay. is Okay. All right. We can share a. So that's together. yeah. Your setbacks. You want to know that, but like I said, just be mindful, guys, because there could be a ruling for the suburb, but that specific block could could be unique in that it has its own rules and um, separate again. And so you find the setbacks. Yep. And then if you want an eight-story house, you can build that. <laughs> no. You got to work within this height restrictions. Obviously, council will let you know about so that. So even though I own my land, I'm not king of the castle. You're not. Unfortunately, right. you're not. And and that's look, we, we joke about it, but we we hear stories um, uh, that come back to us where people have gone out and they've looked at various blocks of land throughout uh, New <laughs> South Wales, and then they come back to us and say, "Fantastic, you know, I can." I can, I can you know, excavate. Yeah. I can have one story underground. I can have uh, two Four, stories above yeah. and 44 lemon trees on the property, you know, and, and they're very excited. You're talking to my dad, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. And they're very, very excited about it. But um, just like anything in property in New South Wales, it's highly regulated. Mm. Um, that regulation has caused probably the, the price bubble that we're in at the moment. It's slow to get things through. So when you are looking to build a new home, um, you know, it is a process, yeah. you have to be patient yeah. and you have to work within the guidelines. That's where the advantage of some of these places that have the turnkey uh, homes, turnkey meaning that's what you do, you just get the keys, turn it and you're in um, and still have the benefits of some of these subsidies that are being offered yeah. uh, work out really well. Yep. A couple more terms, uh, DCP and CDC. So they, we, we, should, we should have a breakdown after this video finishes of what all these terms are. But this is more a question for when you're building a home. There's, there's two main types of building codes here in New South Wales. There's a state government building code, uh, which is what we call a CDC, and that stands for a complying development code. Um, and the reason that, that there's a separate second, like a state um, building code is, is that the state government didn't want local councils to be bogged down with building applications. So they said, here's, here's some base rules. If you work within those, you can follow those rules um, and it can speed up the process by not um, blocking up councils channels. The other one is a DA, uh, which is a development application again to build your house. And that follows the local planning of the council which is called your DCP or um, your development control control plan, sorry. And that's gonna be unique to every council, um, depending on which area you're looking to build in. So two different codes. One is you can follow your building, your local council where you put a DA in to build a house. The second one is you can do a compliant development code. The difference there is that you don't need to go through council. You can actually have those plans, what we call privately certified. Um, and approved and built through that way. So privately certified, I don't have to go to council, I don't have to wait in line. So how does that work? So you, you, would, you would have plans um, that will be lodged um, by your home builder. Once those plans comply, once your project's finished, essentially you don't need council to come out and check it all. You'll have somebody that's uh, privately certified, hence the term private certified, and they'll come out and handle the, the finalisation of that plan for you. Okay. Yeah. So the ones, now 30 properties in, in Warrywood. Yeah. Name the street after you, yeah. Boxhead uh, Parade. <laughs> totally one way, <laughs> one way in. But they name the street uh, after <laughs> you. And 
how did they go about? What what are they doing? Are they are they going out and getting architects, or are you finding they're going another way? So do you mean the buyers are bought in their land? Yeah, the, yeah. the people that purchase the land. So the purchasers that, that were buying these blocks in this estate that we've just completed here at Novak Properties is uh, they would come through, they'd look at the land, we'd provide them with plans, um, a site plan, which is basically an outlay of the, of the block. We'd provide that plan called a building envelope so they knew the setbacks. They were then going out and speaking to multiple builders and saying, hey guys, this is what I'm looking at. You know, does that work? Does it not work? And then they were proceeding beyond that. Um, I mean, the better blocks were going straight away. So a lot of people weren't even talking to builders. They were just securing blocks of land straight up. Um, and the ones that, you know, might've been in a, in a tighter location to move then they had a bit more time to speak with builders. But the process is generally go out, speak to some builders um, and make sure it works with, with what you're looking at. Um, what I would say is as a real estate agent, if you're watching this and you are going to do a development, do the legwork up front, go out and speak to these builders before you go to market. So that once you are talking to buyers, you know, you've got three or four different plans with three or four different builders to say, hey guys, here's someone that can help you, can answer some questions and somebody else, um, you know, and try to offer that information up front. It'll make the process a lot easier um, come selling. So when, say say you go with a company, a reputable company to build on one of these blocks and they're building two or three in the development, they know the setbacks. Yeah. Um, Fences, stuff like that. Yeah, got a lot of questions. Fences, I'll be honest, it's pretty much up to you and your neighbour to work it out. Um, Most people are good and they're just going down the middle, splitting the feet down the middle. Um, Some developers will build them. It's a lot easier if they do, but if they don't, you'll just find you'll have to talk to your neighbour and get your own fence up. And and, and if you put the fence up, you pay for it yourself, (laughs) you can move it over a metre onto the neighbour. I knew we were going there. I just knew... (laughs) And this conversation would go there. Oh, mate. Well, but, I, was, um, I was an agent in the in the inner west in Earlwood. Yeah. And, and yeah. all those fences were spot on the boundary. Oh, oh, spot on the neighbor's side of the boundary. The correct. <laughs> How did you guess? How did you guess? Just a good one. But yeah, fencing's a, fencing's an interesting topic there as well. So mate. for you know young families out there wanting to get something a little bit bigger, the notion of going further afield than you know that band of eight, 10, 12 Ks from, from the city can work at home. Mm. Do you think it's a viable option? I do. And, and Mark and I spoke about it last week and we've spoken about it. Just that necessity to be close to work has changed in the last eight months, mm. 12 mm. months. And it makes sense now to be in the lifestyle that you want. Um, and if it's at a better price point, all the better for you as well. But to, to have those options to work from home is a growing trend. And I don't think it's just um here for now i think it's here to stay when, when yeah I, look I, I definitely i definitely uh see this trend where we can not be so reliant on the cbd like uh revenue in, in the cbd mm. is astronomically down because people aren't going well you're a, i'll ask you i'll ask you a question glenn you're a keen surfer you're obviously heavily involved with the with the community here do you see a lot of people that you know moving up and down the coast oh, recently? Uh, there'd be from the little crew that I grew up with, like 13 to 23 down down the beach. Yeah. Um, you know, even myself, I went away for 20 years to other parts of Sydney, but a lot of that had to do with restraining orders and, <laughs> and things of that nature. But lockdown, um, lockdown laws, <laughs> locked out laws. You know, like. But no, most of them move up the coast. Yeah. So this is something that's really interesting uh, to me. We've had, you know, groups of, um, you know, my peers 
uh, from, from down that way. Uh, some have gone up to the Sunshine Coast. Some have gone a little bit further up. We had a group of people, you know, back in 2000, go down to Ulladulla, Mollymook, and those sorts of areas. And I think... Um, what about now? Do you think people are doing that more now? I, I think you'll see, okay, like the families that are, yeah, you know, going to school with, with Izzy at DY Public School, they're going to weigh up, um, you know, because median price of apartments in DY is about 834000 Median price of houses in this area, Chroma, Beacon Hill and Alambie, is probably closer to 1.4, 1.5. Um, so that's a big jump. Yeah, that, that's a lot of additional debt you, you're taking on in either your early 30s or your 40s. And, and they're going to say, well, you know what, I can keep the same debt, move out of Sydney, someone else will come in and fill my property in, in DY, whatever we build in DY, um, whatever, like we've had a, probably 500 units come on the be built in the last two years and yep. settled. Yeah, um, it gets filled, so someone will fill it. Uh, I, I think they're making the option. Yeah, move further move up the further coast, up, enjoy that lifestyle, and build it. Build your dream home. But um, yeah, a lot to take on board tonight. Obviously, if we can help you, feel free to call us. Um, we can help you a lot more. But my takeaway points would be um, know your budget going into it. And then when you're in there, you know, know what, what the block can give you in regards to, to the size of home you can build um, and try to get as best an indication on time frame because these projects can, can run long or short and then you can make your family decisions, life decisions based upon those kind of three main factors. Yeah, like some of the mistakes I've seen people make is uh, they sell out of their family home because they think I'll go and rent. Um, and they buy their block of land, and that process is longer than yeah, what they thought. Absolutely. Because the, the contracts with these home and land packages or land packages, they have what's called a sunset clause in them. Yeah. Steph will explain that. And it, they can stretch that time out um, because, once again, we're a highly regulated state with development. They have to go through... Uh, it might be local government, then state that government takes something to Change land titles you never know. to get it through. Yeah. Uh, and subsequently, it can be a bit slow. So a sunset clause. Sunset clause is generally a, a clause that you'll find in your contract um, when you're buying again off the plan or something that's not ready um, yet to occupy. And basically, it's, it's a date that's set as a worst case scenario um, to say, look, if the developer hasn't delivered your home or your land by a certain date, either party can walk away from the agreement. It's a key to know either party can walk away. Um, it is much tougher for a developer to walk away today um, than, than a purchaser, than you or I, if we were buying that block of land. But you've also got to understand these sunset clauses, although it, although it's sold to you, well, it's told to you as a worst case scenario, um, it does also allow for certain um, variations to it. So if you've had bad weather for three months out of that 12 month period, then they might be granted a, a, an eight-week extension to the sunset clause. So that can still vary a little bit. But essentially, sunset clause is supposed to be the the end date, the end of the end or do all date of which you should have your property. All right. So sense. look, I hope uh, we've given you a few ideas uh, tonight. I I you know <laughs> normally don't do this, but uh, Steph and I 
for both looking at this migration of people and, and where they're living, how they're working, that's uh, quite interesting yeah. to me. Well, I know growing up on the beaches, so many of my of my school friends have moved up the coast or yeah. you know, yeah. even all, all the way nearly up to the Queensland border because we're on the northern beaches, beautiful beaches at our footstep, and we've got a whole coastline you know, that offers it. And now more and more there's these opportunities for great homes. Yeah. It also, too, if you're looking to go regional, don't leave it too late. Um, real estate uh, and, in, and most things in life we love to follow. So everyone's doing it, we do it. That That's what creates uh, booms in yeah. real estate. It's a market, um, market trend. Yeah, everyone sees their friends. Uh, I've been doing this for a while now. Um, I've been doing it, you know, when we used to advertise in black and white. Yeah when we used to send pigeons to each other to get messages through. So, but there's all trends, you know, there's the, the trend now to use your super to buy property. There's, um, you know, people looking to invest in commercial where they would have just done residential. So lots of things are sort of changing. Don't leave uh, a single tree change too late. If you want to talk to us about strategies to do that, um, more than happy. Once again, please lean on uh, Steve. He's yeah. about 110 kilos. You won't <laughs> you won't knock him over, but lean on him for any questions you have. Yeah. Uh, you know, turnkey projects or land projects. We're here to help. And look, doesn't matter where you are in Australia. We can. We'd love to help you. And um, I mean, obviously, we're, we're we're well versed in New South Wales property. Yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, Glenn. Thank you. It's been a while since we've sat down and, and done a, a Monday together evening, but always fun. Always, yeah, always. So have a lovely Monday evening. Um, relax. Uh, Tuesday will come in a few hours. <laughs> we rehearsed that finish. Guys, have a great bye night. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you. Cheers. I'll never have to do it again. Oh, maybe, Glenn. I'll maybe. You say that. Uh.